that's exactly what I was thinking. Hi guys, it's your girl Bean and welcome to yet another session of our WCW August edition of my Powerful Women for this Women's Month. Today I'm joined by two young inspirational women that are in my circles and that are fellow Bulawians like me. So it's a vibe, it's correct. Welcome to Wushle and Joy. Happy Women's Month, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Inspirational lady as well. Yes, guys. Like you guys touched my life in positive ways. So oh, I was wow. like, Bulawayan. <laughs> is it like a Russian? Like what <laughs> it's allowed to come up with your own Oxford dictionary. Ah, it's not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna say Zimbabwean because you are not get into it. Bulawayan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so joy tell us about yourself who's joy and what is joy up to okay guys if you don't know right that late night sessions with bean your host has a friend right i'm that friend <laughs> so let me just clarify this my name is joy shalom chiserinyati long name i'm 24 years old i am currently based in malaysia i'm doing my postgrad in corporate communication I have a blog called The Millennial Christian, where I just basically share like just nice hacks and guidelines and things like that to navigating Christianity in the time period that we live in. So I'm pretty passionate about that. Aside from that, yeah, I'm a normal young person. I like to play (laughs) and to have fun. (laughs) I know that one very well. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. And was there... (laughs) Hi guys, my name is Letu Bushengube. I'm 26 years old and I'm a lawyer by profession. I also have a live that I do on Instagram called Real Talk with Bushe where we talk real issues with real people, you know, so yeah. Yes. So guys, I'll, oh, leave, I'll leave all the details for these nice <laughs> platforms on the description box so that you guys can watch Bushe's <laughs> live. Yes, and also user. watch Joy's blog videos, which are yes. both of these things are very informational. Very informational. <laughs> very informational. Very informational. Yes. <laughs> so, ladies, first of all, how's been your Women's Month? <laughs> Have you gotten flowers? <laughs> Child. Actually, actually, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Women's Month for me has been um, a month like any other month. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. Um, I, I, I don't know, actually. It's just been, I think it's because I've been doing my, my thesis. Yeah. So, like, everything is a little bit distasteful at the moment. But, like, yeah. And I don't know. Where, what's Actually, what's supposed to be done in Women's Month? Are we, is there, where is the parade? Or how come no one is buying us cakes? And then... <laughs> Same question I have. Like, where are the flowers? It's... It's like a, a whole month of Valentine's, but as totally anything. But anyway, it's okay. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. I'm here to talk about women's issues. And I was hoping you guys would help me. I want to pick your brains on a few topics that I have. Okay. So are you ladies ready? I'm ready. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So my first question will be, how does race, class, and ethnicity affect decisions that women make about their bodies. Bushe, hello, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, about their bodies. I'll talk about class because yeah. I've watched documentaries where women have turned to things like 
prostitution, you know, yes. have turned to things that mm-hmm. like maybe sugar daddies or that kind of lifestyle because, you know, they can't afford maybe the basics of life or they're mm-hmm. striving for a higher, you know, maybe they, they're an average citizen and they want, you know, better for themselves. And they think that the only way to do that is by using their bodies to get True. that. Okay. But that I was think... a very good answer. I hadn't even thought in that direction. Right, even me, I was yeah. like, oh, the lawyer is really coming through here with the research. <laughs> I think with race, race kind of does play a big factor in, let's say, what people do with their bodies. Ethnicity, too. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of like what some people or Westerners call like mutilation, other women in other countries actually call like oh, in- yeah. Indolena, initiation of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. What is that? That Udonsa, is that what it is? Or is it something else? Yes, that, that is also a form of body modification as a form of, you know, the aunties call it initiation into being a, a real woman. Exactly. Yeah. But Whereas that's from, a thing that's only from... done by a certain tribe of Blacks. Mm-hmm. But, like, have you guys heard of, like, what, what Joy said first, like, gender mutilation? Yeah, true. That not not well gender mutilation, yeah. Like, like where they actually remove your, I don't know if it's your clit or something. They, I don't know if they I'm cut off your, they cut off your labia yeah. and then they sew everything together, and then yeah. when you're ready that... to be married, your husband cuts the stitches, no. so you just have a oh. hole. So yeah, no, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing then with with ethnicity. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I also believe that like class going on with this thing if you have yeah. like guap and things like that people especially in western countries are very open on um going for surgery body enhancement and things like that Absolutely. so that's both like yeah and if you, if you want to find out more about that the genitalia mutilation thing you can watch a movie called uh flower in the desert it's an oh, old okay. movie wow. but that movie is it's it's a real life story but it's it's very informative i can only so the flower in the desert is it with reference to the actual flower or that's just the name? Billy the James girl Anderson. in the movie is referred to as a flower in the desert because she gets away from oh. all that and makes something yeah. of herself. Hey. Mm. Okay. It's just yeah, 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 being yeah, a woman. Yeah, yeah it is him. It mm. is him. So, since we're talking about bodies, what, in your mm-hmm. opinion, is reproductive freedom? I think reproductive freedom is this is me, I don't know if it's an expert opinion, but I mm-hmm. think it's being able to I guess reproduce when you want to reproduce and mm-hmm. how many, you like, you know, just being able to be free with your reproductive organs and how you birth and all that stuff but that, I don't know if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. No, correct. that's also that's the same way I, I, well. I perceive it. And do you feel like there's a direct tie between economic freedom and reproductive freedom? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Joy, can you enlighten us? <laughs> Your yes was uh, very strong. <laughs> yeah, my yes goes across the board because I feel like, um, especially with the rise of like just the general cost of living globally, if you're coming from a single income household, if that single income isn't like really, really bringing home the bacon, children are so expensive. Mm. And because mm-hmm. a child actually becomes like a growing expense as they grow, so when you're one, you're going to be paying for formula and things like that. But as the child gets to like 13 and they're going to high school and then they get to uni stage for parents, for people who are fortunate enough to have parents that can pay for their uni, yeah. the expense keeps growing. Saga, if you're not ready, 
or like if you're not financially stable i've heard of so many young couples who actually say that they wait um to have kids until they get to such a point where they're okay um and mm. if there's if it's a single income uh, household it actually affects the number of kids that they want to have mm. um because then they feel like maybe they're not prepared and then in other countries where like reproductive freedom like in Zimbabwe, for instance, let's say you were allowed to, or it was a functioning economy and people could go and give off their eggs or their sperm. I think yeah. that's also counted as reproductive freedom. Yes, I'm is. not too sure if that would be frowned upon. I mean, if that would be really embraced in our culture, because I think the idea of just having your kids walking around and you don't know who, you know what I mean? Mm. You actually don't know, or you don't know yeah, who, who they now Africans belong to or where they are. Like, <laughs> yes. Africans may not be keen on that. But in other countries, yeah. it's actually open. You can go and give your eggs. You can go and give your um your sperm, and the like. So yeah. Yeah, in some countries, that's even a way to make money. You can sell your eggs, mm. or you can sell your sperm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It's so expensive in South Africa. I was looking at that. Your, your egg is like what sixteen thousand rand or something. I was like, wow, are I have a new egg every month. <laughs> Yes. Oh my yes. god, we are sleeping on money, guys. Why didn't I know this? <laughs> I'd be rich by now. You know, what, what, so where did you find the, the cost and the website? Maybe I might just go and take a look at it. <laughs> hey, let me give you this breakdown, guys. I mean, Go we need the link. We need the link, Joy. The breakdown actually said an egg. Sorry, guys, I was wrong. An egg is 96,000 rand. What? Oh. 96,000 wow. for one egg. It was on News 24. I don't know if News 24 is really credible, but yeah, 96,000 rand. And then the sperm was like, I don't know, sperm donation is only 120,000 rand. Well, I don't know why it's so cheap, but anyway, yeah. What? Not a sperm, but sperm. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. I didn't know. We're sleeping on money, ladies. Um, guys, we're money-making machines, huh. but we don't realize. We don't know it. Wow. We don't realize. <laughs> huh. And for interest's sake, those who want to give off their their kidneys or whatever is one million eight eight hundred thousand. Yeah, stop advertising for how much? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Are you now an agent, Joy? <laughs> I know a go between. Like they come to you to get the link. Yeah, then you also Guys, get a card. I considered this, you know. I really did. That's why I'm helping others who, who are struggling. You know, out there maybe they might be. <laughs> Wow, Joy, wow. That's all I can say. Wow. So ladies, we are all young ladies here and I know we most of the time we refer to our friendship circles for all forms of advice. I know I refer to my best friend for almost everything. And when it comes to finding out about relationships, you know, sex and contraception, friends do play a very big role. So what's the Absolutely. best advice that you've received from a friend? On any of these three areas, Bukle. Um, With regards to sex, it's weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the thing with sex is, I feel like we, we, we hype it up too much. Like, we give it too much power over, like, our lives, over our relationships. And, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes this big thing that we're anticipating and we're looking forward to. And, you know, and I mean, sex is an amazing thing. But, you know, there's so much power in waiting, like, for the right time, for the right person. Mm, and exactly. I mean, Joe and I, we had some chat about ties and the drama that comes with, like, sex, Fact. you know. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's that's on sex. On contraception, I don't know if I've received advice, but I guess it's just take it, you know, unless if you're willing to have a baby, just 
just just um, take it yeah just take your contraception <laughs> and i mean of course there's like different types of contraception yeah so you just have to be well informed which one works for you absolutely exactly. so go to a doctor and find out like what works for you for your body type because some contraception maybe you might gain weight with some you might find that like your period it's whatever you know mm. it's just but so at just the same time also feel like with, with contraception also that that whole discussion with your gyna is a bit taboo like i i've never heard of like parents encouraging their young daughters to actually have this conversation because obviously okay obviously the assumption is you are not having sex and you're not supposed to yes. mm. but i feel <laughs> exactly. like that information is very important for when mm. they do get to that age they're already informed and they know okay mina i want to do with this kind of contraception because it's okay for my because not everyone can take the pill and not everyone yeah. can use the the loop or whatever so yeah, mm-hmm. that conversation should also be encouraged, like to parents with teenagers or like young girls to also be educated yeah, about that, regardless of the fact that they're having sex or not. Hey, I don't know. That's a tough one. Hey, you know that's, even... that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. That it's non-existent. We cannot have a topic about no. something you're not supposed okay. to be having. I can't believe in a world where we are going to be shield. Look, prevention is better than cure. First yes, of all, yeah. mm-hmm. second of all, the age rate at which people are now shooting beans and is so, 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 so it's young. Scary. I'm not mm. yeah. having these conversations, but a lot of people are affected today because of conversations yeah. that weren't had. So exactly. Because I, mm. I had this exact same conversation with some ladies, and they were saying, "Yes, sharp. They are not supposed to be having sex, but when you mm. deny your kid information from home." They're going to find it somewhere else. And trust and believe the information out there is not going to filter. It's not user-friendly. And no one is there to direct what they take and what they believe. Now they're just going to be diving into information regardless. And as a parent, you can hold the message. You Mm. can really package it for your kids. And you can infuse what your values are as a parent, what your standpoint is in terms of your religion. And you can package it for them and say, but when the time comes and what we believe as a family, and talk to them about it. Because some of the things that we were told by (laughs) me are dangerous. (laughs) You know, when you grow up, you're like, you to think Uh, that people were actually saying these things out there. And they believe that they do. Do you remember in high school, in bio class, there was a bio teacher who told us that there were some girls who said that after like an encounter, a sexual encounter, if you go and sit inside the tub, you're not going to fall uh, pregnant immediately. What is that? Yes, and there's wow. people that actually yeah. believe that. Or if you if you if you if you if you realize that you're pregnant, if you drink, stay soft or surf, you're oh, going to. I heard Coca Cola. Yes, mm. <laughs> and there's people that believe these things out there. Yeah. But if it was a conversation that is had at home, yes, okay, first of all, you're not supposed to be having sex because APC, also state why. Tell them why, all the pros mm-hmm. and cons and whatever. And then, sharp, if it does get to that, they, they should feel comfortable enough to come to their parents and say, this has happened. Because some of the things that they're now resorting to out there are very mm. scary, dangerous, mm. suspect. Anyway, Joy, what was your, what was your <laughs> best advice? that you received on any of these three areas, relationship, sex, and contraception? I think I've got some pretty good advice from a lot of my friends. Of course, I, I come to you for a lot of the things, mm. but uh, I think definitely um, one of the overwhelming sentiments that I've received from a lot of my friends is to make sure that anytime you dive into a relationship, let the person be your friend. Mm. Huh? 
too many times do we get into relationships and you're thinking to yourself, oh, he fits the bill or he meets the criteria or you like the idea of the person and you don't really like who they are actually. Mm of which that causes a whole lot of problems down the line because you can't pick at someone, you know, yeah. you can only get so, but like, I think, yeah, that that's the one thing that I would say pertaining to relationships is what's great. And also that um, don't think you can change someone. True. And those red flags that you see in the beginning are going to be there later on. They're not going to magically disappear. So you choose the kind of things that you feel you can handle. Because a lot of the times, I guess maybe you'll be like glossy. You'll be seeing things which are glossy. And then those red flags will be there like, hello, hello, From hello. the beginning. Looking at you. <laughs> exactly. And we choose to ignore because it's just like, ah, no, everything else is great. No, most. Those same things you saw, they're inside there and they're magnified. So, yeah, that, that was, I think, those are the two pieces of advice that I feel were so pivotal in helping me navigate not that i'm a guru and expert Oof, i've made my fair share of mistakes but like yeah <laughs> haven't we all <laughs> all of yes. us are guilty as charged yep so what are three ways uh, based on your experience in this life thing uh to balance career and personal relationships just three tips for the young ladies out there okay to be honest i think that at some point, as a, as a woman, right, and this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. you will have to choose between family, personal relationships, and your career. Like, for instance, if you're oh, a lawyer, right, mm-hmm. like, if mm-hmm. you have a very demanding job, like a nine-to-five job, and sometimes you have to work over time, you have to be at work all the time, and you're trying to have personal relationships, trying to be in love, you're trying to be a mother, you're trying to be a wife, like, at some point, one thing has to kind of give. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I know like that's like, you know, women empowerment, gender equality, but the practicality of like being a woman and wow, being able yeah. to balance at some point, you have to like take a step back and be like, you know what, my career has to take a step back versus my personal life. Of course, not everyone does that or yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's the way I would take it. And also like, I, I would say before you have kids, before you marry, before you are into relationships, just try and do the mm-hmm. most you can for yourself. Like work, travel, make money yes. and do all those things. So yeah. that when you enter into the next phase of your life, when you're talking career, like when you're talking personal relationships, that you're able to kind of not feel bad that, oh, I didn't achieve this and I didn't achieve that. Mm. So mm. that's mm. so good. Yeah. Then you end up taking it out on your husband or your family because you feel like they've restricted you in some way yeah yeah and for you joy Mm, i think yeah all of these things hey like what Buke said that was so good it depends on really the stage in life that you're at most importantly understand the stage in life that you're at and then Mm. look at what is important to you in that stage because balance doesn't exist that's the honest truth there's there is nothing like balance (laughs) as much as we want to say yeah yeah, it doesn't exist (laughs) So prioritize what is important to you at that point and try to ensure that you have, at least you're touching base on a lot of things. Like what we're yeah. saying, if you're 
you're young and you're not married and you are somebody who has dreams of reaching high echelons or whatever it is in the corporate ladder, you climb that rank, girl. Don't worry about it. Even if it means say you're not balancing your social life or even if it means maybe you're not actually out in the dating scene because you never have time because you're always traveling or whatever it is. If that's what you're so keen on doing and if that's where your priorities are, go for it. Because yeah. You are the person who has to sleep at night and wake up in the morning with your dreams unsatisfied. If yeah. you're somebody who wants to be an academician, I don't know if that's a word, or an academic, <laughs> if it means you want to chase <laughs> academics, you chase that. You'll see it on the flip side. Yeah. But yeah. if you're somebody who wants to be like a homemaker and you're, so, you're at that stage now, you're ready to settle down you've done everything that you need to do now and you want to put time in your relationship. Well, let's say you guys are planning on starting a family and you can see that actually, no, um, if we, if we want to have kids, I can't be working as hard as I was working before. Yeah. Look yeah. at your priorities at the stage in life that you're at yeah. and focus on that. And yeah. then go from there. Make sure you're touching base on everything else to ensure that there is some form of balance. There's nothing like complete balance, but you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Some mm. form of balance. Mm, nice thank you thank you for the tips wisdom ladies. from joy wisdom giving us the lawyer smooth tongue all right mm, see I am, you know, <laughs> i'm listening to a talk and i'm like wow wow <laughs> okay <laughs> thank uh, you Okay, I have a, now I have a bit. I have a serious question. I know all the other ones are serious, but this is a bit deep. Yeah. How do cultural mm-hmm. expectations regarding gender roles, sex, and women's bodies affect attitudes towards consent and rape? I think generally the societal view on like rape always boils down to the level of emancipation of the women in that society. If women are still viewed lowly as not equals that's where the problem is let's look at countries the arabian countries and things like that <laughs> european countries women are not viewed as equals yeah. compared to men and mm. they are not emancipated at all they can't drive they can't do anything now when those women are raped yeah. they can be raped by uh, the brother the uncle the who the who the who you try you just get them there's nothing like consent in those countries it doesn't exist in yeah. fact you're being raped in their culture goes back to what were you doing or like, yeah. how did you suggest mm. type of yeah. thing? Because they are not emancipated. They have no voice. But if you move on to more forward thinking like countries, no offense, I'm not saying Arabian countries are not forward thinking, but mm, mm. in that regard, they could do better. But if you are going to talk about other types of countries, European countries, um, even Zimbabwe is better than Arabian countries when it comes yeah. to rape. Because in Zimbabwe, if you go to ZRP and you tell them someone raped me, yeah. whether they ask the guy or mm-hmm. not, him or the evidence is the there, conversation will take place in jail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they'll talk to him when he's already inside the cell. And mm-hmm. then in European countries, they take that stuff seriously. They go for tests. They will actually do detailed investigation to find out what actually happened and why. So, yeah, um, I think all again it boils down to the emancipation of women more countries where women are more viewed as people of society, people who are equal, then the better it gets. So in Zimbabwe, Mm. consent is there, but we could get, we could do better. And then in Arabian countries, oof, they need help. So, yeah. Mm. And Botlia, what's your opinion? What Joy said, she just, you know, took the words out of your mouth. She just did it, you know, did the thing. 
So what's your take on the pressure that society and families put on women in terms of marriage and childbearing? You know what? <laughs> they just need to stop, to be honest. Like, I feel like, for me, people mm-hmm. should just stop putting pressure on people to get married. And this is the reason why yeah. people end up getting into marriages and marriages are unhappy because they feel like, oh, I have to find a man. Oh, I need a man. Mm. Oh, I need a man mm. to complete me. Like, nobody needs a man to complete anything. You are complete on your own. And people Thank should stop you. putting pressure on people Amen. to be in relation. If you haven't found your man, go about your life. Get a get your yeah. business. Get your bag secured. Hang out with your friends. Travel until you get the right man. You shouldn't be under pressure from anybody to get married. And like with regards to childbearing as well, that's that's another thing. Are you paying for this child's fees? Are you the one who's going to be watching this child every day? So if Mm, you're not there mm, to do mm. all those things for me, then let me have children when I want to have children. Let me get married when I want to get married because it's my life, my choice, my decisions. So that's that's for me. That's my view. Yep. 100%. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I agreed. (laughs) Joy, you agree? Because I agree. Ah. I, I agree, and I also feel like um, the, the problem is, right, different people from different generations, and whether it's you're from another generation or you're from another belief system or you're from another whatever, people need to know what their place is in regards to the things that they can say to people pertaining to someone's lifestyle yeah. or pertaining to somebody's choices. Huh? I don't know whether what has been happening, I don't know, like, I get it, there's advice, and, and then there starts to become, like, me imposing what my thoughts are on what you want to do. Pressure doesn't even have to be somebody who's forcing you to, well, when are you going to have kids? Joy, when are you going to have kids? It can be just continuously asking me each time you see me, like, oh, so what are your thoughts on, oh, what are your thoughts yeah. on, oh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. please, like, I don't know, there's no formula to this, but, like, I just feel like... Okay allow two people who are married to navigate what they want to do. They know what they are doing. Like, yeah. unless they came to you to ask or unless they're a parental figure and you feel like, I don't know. But even then, the tactical approach in which you should be giving your advice should be one such that is conducive for the couple and shouldn't be one that is really, I don't know. I don't even know if there's a formula. I know I haven't said anything here, but uh, I, I don't know. But I, I agree with you, Joey. Like, I, I've had, like, friends who are just staying in unhealthy relationships because you know you just want to get married and you're just like dude like no like this person is not good for you mm-hmm. but because you're just you just yeah. don't want people to ask you why aren't you married yet you stay in and this toxic you relationship person, then you're trapped dude you're like, not trapped and then unhappy for the rest of your yes. life for life not for two days for life wow guys no thanks <laughs> And imagine that baggage you're having to carry it's around so that you're divorced. To like, that why it's why sad would you to realize want to that, that? The, it, you people are getting divorced or people are getting stuck in unhappy marriages all because of pressure. Mm. Like it's nothing else but pressure. Yeah. You're getting old. When you're getting old. Just your peers are married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your 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 younger siblings are married. So mm. Like the pressure is it's not healthy. They need to stop it. And the worst part is they go to their house with the people who they love and right? they're happy. <laughs> when they were young, were they happy? No one forced them. They got married at 21, everything's G. Mm. You are stuck there. Your big baba who forced you to be in. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay. Every morning you wake up looking at him like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what did I do? 
Ah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Okay, mm -mm. so one last question. Yeah, What are your do's and don'ts for guys when approaching women or asking a woman out? <laughs> We want to know. <laughs> for me, one of the first things is like, does your breath smell? And you smell good. <laughs> like, just those, for me, that would, if you came to me and approached me and you're asking me out and your breath was smelling and you were like not smelling good, I would just be like, oh my gosh, I cannot. Yeah. I cannot. So, a quick check. Yeah, like, just check a yourself first. Check. Like, am I okay? Then, after that, like, um, I don't like, for me, I don't like cocky people. So, just be humble. Mm. Just, and don't be rude. If I say I'm not into you, don't come at me with like, exactly. Like, mm -hmm. relax. It's I not mean. that deep. Just move And on. that is the thing. That is the thing. <sighs> I feel like they can't take rejection. Yeah. <laughs> When you say no, it's either Umut uh, makes a face, yeah. walks away fuming, mm -hmm. or starts shouting profanities at you, mm -hmm. or like, it's, it's a wow. movie. <laughs> I've been on a movie. That's not why I was calling you. How? No, okay. What kind of conflict of interest is that? You're coming to come and talk to me. I just say, you know, I But I wouldn't say most of the men, but the men know that they are gender partners. They are gender, fellow gender guys. Yeah. They got this toxic thing that they have going on. They don't want to accept um, rejection. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, huh? the do's. What are the do's? You've told Joy. me the do's. Oh, you want to know for me as well? Yes. Yes. What What works for you? Just be like, just be trying to have a conversation. Be charming. Laugh. You know, like don't be mm. too uptight. Don't take yourself too seriously. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Joy. You for you, me. Joy. I'm mm. sure they're always approaching you, so you would know better. Uh, <laughs> guys, if you've seen Wushe's face, you people, you need, if you don't know what is a painting, please go, to go and watch talks with Wushe. Midnight talks. Is it midnight? I... <laughs> if you go and watch that thing, you will know what a painting is. So yeah, no, anyway. um, mm. uh, I think tools and for me, yes. um, I really like funny guys. So that's the first yeah. thing. Second thing, sure. please make sure that like what Wushe said, be clean. Be clean because you can't take back a first impression. So, like, I don't mm. know. Why do I really think that Yanura Umbunwalile? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's no coming back from that. Like, We can't change that. No, it really isn't. I, so, yeah, that's the most important thing. And I also feel like, um, what is this? There's general chivalry. I don't know what's happening with guys. You're talking to yeah. each, you're bashing to go through the door first. Hello? Like, Don't yeah. you know, just be <laughs> a gentleman and like open the door uh -huh. or something like that or like help me with my yeah. door mm. buy me a drink <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you for drink. that one and don't buy me a drink and then if I say no no you're like can I please have my yes. drink back can I exactly oh, really please Why are you asking for a bag? Like, just... <laughs> like, please exist. Can you just be a, a nice gentleman? Just be a, a, a decent mm. man. That even if I yell at you the next time I see you, I'll just be like, wow, Floyd, mm. whatever your name is. Oh, Michael, yeah. yay. And I'm still happy to see you. 
Not to put yeah. like, every time I see you, I'm just like, Konapa, you are smelling anyway in the first place. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> you approached me with your smelly armpits, whatever. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm. So <laughs> that's my first thing. Be chivalrous, smell good, look good, but don't, don't, mm. don't. Don't get there. I hope talk. the men were listening. I hope the men were listening. Please, we don't want to say this to you again. Who we'll talk? This so is much. the first and last time. <laughs> You get them. The you know those guys. <laughs> like, ah, ah, is it you who wants to get to know me or what? <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, he was just talking about himself a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, about his like, cars and his money. Oh my gosh, I can't stand that. Like, like, oh yeah, I know my car. It's like my whatever is coming with like five thousand. I'm just like, dude, just relax. Yeah, I just, oh, I, the thing is, I'd have, t- I'd have, I'd have shown you this, but then I left my iPhone in the car. Yeah, okay, like mm. wow. Go and sleep, okay? Just go and sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't worry. I can take you anywhere. I'm going to to Paris. I can take you to Gucci. I can take you to I don't want to go to Paris. I don't want to go to Paris. <laughs> yeah, no. So I have a question from the guys. The guys want to know why do women always go to the bathroom together? And who are these guys? Oh, why are they and why them? and why do women make suddenly make friends in the bathroom? Oh these guys, my gosh. Why are they asking that? Can you ask these guys why are they asking that? I'm joking. Because they wanna know. They wanna know. And I, I I'm the in-between, you know, person to relay the questions and the answers. Yeah. You so um, why do women go to bathrooms together? I don't know. And why do they make new friends in the bathroom? For me, why I go to the bathroom with someone is because, Mm. you know, company, you always want company. I don't know what it is with women just wanting to be, you know, with another woman. And then also gossiping. Like, there's a lot of gossiping that happens when women are in the bathroom. (laughs) Like, especially (laughs) if you guys are on a double date or something, then you go to the bathroom like, do you hear what that guy said? And you laugh about it and whatever. And um, just to offload, yeah, so and also, like, spill. if my makeup is not okay, like, you can check me, like, is my dress still looking mm. on fleek? Is my hair still looking on fleek? You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for you, John, yeah, I go to the bathroom to do like to discuss, you know, do a psychoanalysis. So, why do you think this is going? Where do you think we should go from here? Should we leave? Actually, you know what? Mm. Not pouring. If they're pouring, then we're gonna leave early, or whatever the case is, or yeah, just like what Busha said to help me check that I'm looking okay because a mirror can only give you like one-sided view your friend will be able mm. to tell you say, wow you have a big stain here on your bum or whatever the case is or wow there's this there's that mm. yeah but most importantly I just think it's fun to go to the toilet together there must be yeah. some form of psychological thing that makes it nice somewhere there but it's nice we never go alone <laughs> yeah okay I'll, I'll let the guys know but anyway I think they're listening because they were really eager to know okay the guys here's your answer <laughs> so what's your phrase or what's your word what's your statement what's your motto for this women's month Bushley. for this women's month like I don't have one set motto but mm-hmm. the key is to just taking care of myself like doing taking care of me and making myself priority in everything be it my body be it my like my career my academics like just taking time out and for myself not for everyone for anyone else and mm. just being the yeah like just doing the most for me like self true just you know. focus on yourself yeah self-love. self-love yeah it's i feel like women sometimes we take so much time focusing on other people focusing on children focusing on family focusing on our 
parents and jobs and whatever that we never really take the time to be like what do I want like what makes me happy Mm. and do that for myself and in August I'm all about that wow I love that amen love I love it too enjoy Wow, actually, I really haven't thought about it much because I've just been trying to get through with this thesis. So, like, my motto is just try not to die this August. But um, I think <laughs> generally, I'm probably just thinking, uh, yeah, I don't want to lose myself, I guess, in, in the hustle and bustle of things. So I'm just yeah. trying to remember to say, okay, what are the things that make joy, joy? And how can I yeah. still continue to be me and shine through and be impactful to people regardless of my circumstances or my surroundings? So, yeah, I think now that I've thought about it, now that should be my motto for the rest of this month to say that, yeah, how, how mm. to, to do that. Yeah, powerful stuff from the powerful ladies. Yes. The phenomenal young woman of Wulawa. Yes, we receive it. We take it. <laughs> We, we love it. it. We love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was an honor. It was an honor being in your presence, oh, breathing in the same air. Oh. Well, not you, but wow. cyber. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know whether I should lie and say, yeah, it's been great being here. But I didn't know if the people know that this takes place far away or what. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been amazing. Thank you so yes. much for having me. Thanks for having us. Take care. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. I hope you guys enjoyed that chat that I just had with Wutle and Joy. I'll leave all their details in the description box so that you guys can reach out to them and share the awesomeness. I'm leaving you guys with Uyum Bogoto by Nkwali. Enjoy. Have a blessed week. I'll catch you guys for your Sunday shares. From your being the biggest love.